High Well Trust podcast presented by Roshin O'Hagan and Jared Dean. Welcome to the Hollywell Trust podcast. Uh, my name is Jared Dean, and I'm joined as always by Roisin McLaughlin from Northwest Community Network. Yes, Roisin. Yes, Jared. It's it, good to do another one. We haven't done one in ages. No, no. I was looking. I think it's March, so we're well due one, which is why this one is going to be really busy because we're going to hear about the work of Hollywell and the network, but also about some of our partner events that are coming up as well over the mm-hmm. next couple of months. Yeah. First of all, usual shout out to the funders and a big thanks. Hollywood Trust is funded by Community Relations Council for Northern Ireland, Derry City and Strabane District Council, both Good Relations Fountain and Peace 4 Fountain. We also receive support from the Ireland Funds, Department for Foreign Affairs, CFNA and SEUPB. What's going on with Hollywell Trust? I suppose the first thing that we're doing at the minute is recruiting for our Future Leaders Programme. Uh, we're trying to recruit a cohort of 20 people who will take through a course over the next, well, between now and the end of July of 2019. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping to create a new cohort of individuals, our future leaders, who are going to help lead on community relations issues as we move forward in the city. And it's based on our experience of organising events such as the trip to Israel that we did in 1994 and the mm-hmm. one to South Africa in 1998 and our community leadership programme, community organising, capacity building programmes, where we can point to people who've been involved in programmes with us in the past and go, they're still involved in the community. Yeah. And we're also trying to get people who are independent and people who are involved in this sector because it's a, a valuable thing to be doing mm-hmm. and not necessarily aligned to political parties because we think a, an independent sector is yeah, a vital thing. Definitely an independent sector. Email Andy, hello at hollywelltrust.com. We're keeping the applications for that or the expressions of interest open for that for the next few weeks. So that if sounds the, good. Yeah, if they email in or even call in, we'll send out a form and we hope to kick it off uh, formally by start of November. Yeah, no, that sounds great because we're often having conversations about how we need more new people coming through the community yeah. sector and younger people because... Yeah. Um, what happens if one of us aren't here anymore? So we need more new faces. Well, it's new faces are good, not necessarily young faces, because no. it, yes, there will be young people that will be interested in this, but it's not exclusively for young people. It's people who see themselves having a future a within this sector. Yeah. So yeah, some of the other stuff we're doing, as always, we're working on our, our other podcast with Paul Gosling, our Brexit Focus podcast. Yeah. The most recent episode of that is out now, and it features recording that we did on Brexit and community relations. It comes out around the 25th, 26th of each month. All 10 episodes of it are available to download now. It was expressed that it had, it had started to create an unwelcome climate both for resident EU and non-EU nationals. And that, uh, you know, most participants, regardless of their background, acknowledged they didn't really know what they were voting for. They felt that they'd been led up the garden path by political parties. Um, They felt also that there was no informed decision-making, so they felt that what they were doing was, you know, uh, actually going by a gut feeling. And, you know, regretfully... The fact that they hadn't thought thought through any impacts and consequences of it. Um, And then uh, they felt very let down by the political parties, uh, felt that they'd been misinformed and misled both by the media and ones that we were led by the nose. Um, But it was also coming through that for most people who voted to leave, it very much indicated the levels of discontent uh, with the pre-Brexit content. There were people... Uh, you know, participants given reasons of feeling marginalised and alienated, a feeling that their cultural identity was being eroded, uh, and there's a threatened sense of belonging for most of them. And you're getting more and more interest in that, aren't you? Each 
with each episode. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's always on the increase, and I think it's it's never out of the news now. So people yeah. are more and more aware of how Brexit might impact on them, and are getting more and more scared about it. To be yeah. honest, so that's the way we're headed. Holly, what's due? What's happening with that? Well, we've just found out that we've got more money to do another round of stews, so we're going to do another right. three within the next calendar year. So we're going Very to good. be opening up for applications within the next month or so. Yeah. And as always, it's an opportunity for a group to earn anywhere between 300 and 600 odd pounds for their organisation, so long yeah. as they come and do a pitch. And they're good crack. Uh, it's a really good event and it's a good way to people to socialise but build up their network as well while they're yeah. there. Uh, it's right. excellent. So the, the last one over the summer was the Jigsaw Project and that was able to fund or contribute towards the summer scheme that they were doing for young people in the city with oh, autism. So that was yeah, really good. That's really good. And God knows what the next ones will be so keep an yeah. eye out and hollywellstew.com is where we'll probably be making that announcement or through yeah. future podcasts as always. What else have we got? The Theatre Peace Building Academy? Yeah, there's a project. Tell us about that. Uh, we're involved in this along with the Playhouse in Queens and Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School. And this is a project building on the legacy of the Theatre Witness Project. So right. what's happening here is in November, Joe Egan has written the first piece uh, called The Crack and Everything that features the stories of six children that were killed during the conflict. And it's a really impactful piece. And it's going to debut on the 27th of November uh, at the Playhouse. And you can contact the Playhouse now for tickets. It's going to run there until the 1st mm-hmm. of December. And then Brilliant. it's going to move to the Brian Brill Theatre in Belfast from the 5th to the 8th of December. So Great. that's going to be really powerful and impactful. Yeah. And that project's ongoing. It'll be running for the next couple of years as well. We a lot more performances and productions coming out of it too. Another piece that we're doing then, another production or another play as I mentioned Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School mm-hmm. we're partnering up with them to do the, the trial of the James Craig before the court of history and that's going to look Very at good. the role of the Orange Order here over the last 400 years and yeah. it's building, we, we did one on the trial of Patrick Pierce mm, here I remember that, it was really good Aye, uh, so this is the, the next iteration of that same project and you come along and you, you witness the trial and then the people in the audience or the jury who get to vote on yeah. guilt or innocence at the end of the thing. So that'll very be good. good. Uh, it's very interactive. And, yeah. and, um, so, so that's on the 23rd of November <coughs> and if people want to register for that, they can just call in or email hello at Hollywell Trust as always. And will that be here at Hollywell? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, here at Hollywell on right. the, the Friday the 23rd. And then I suppose the last thing that we're working on, or not the last thing, but one of the other things that we're working on, mm-hmm. is we secured a tender from uh, Derry City and Strabane District Council, Peace 4, mm-hmm. to do the Strabane Shared Space Programme. So we're going to be developing a project that has four separate elements, a partnership development programme, a cemetery project, women's peace building course and a music course um, over the next two years. And at the minute we're recruiting for steering group members for that. So if you're from the wider Strabane area, or from Donegal, because we need some cross-border partners and want to get involved in that. Again, just get in touch would be delighted to hear. What about Foyle River Gardens? What's happening with that? Well, a lot's happening with Foyle River Gardens. And I had an interview with Eamon Dean the last couple of days just to have a chat about it and be brought up to date with what is a possibly a real transformational project for the city. So we're going to hear from Eamon now. For the last 35 years and more, as far as I've been right. aware, you know, in community work, there's all in Derry, there's always been this thing about Boom Hall. What could we do with the Boom Hall site? Hmm. And uh, 
everybody's been thinking it would be wondrous if we could do something really good with it. But we've always failed to um, to reach an agreement, to reach a way forward. And most recently, and this is not all that recently, but most recently, in 2013, during the City of Culture Year, Norabic, who have since folded their tent, but Norabic, they ran a conference on entrepreneurship and innovation. Aye. And they invited... Tim Smith, who's the director of the Eden Project today. And immediately after he had spoken at the conference, he was cornered by a man called Bart O'Donnell, who took him down to that site, to the Boom Hall site, and said, wouldn't it be wondrous to do something here? And immediately, Tim said, this is, the potential here is immense. Uh Look at this. He says, within a few minutes of a city centre, to have the most beautiful Riverside site like this you could do we could do together all sorts of things so he said to Bart why don't you get a group of people together to help to develop and you know have a, a local a local organisation yeah so that began and it was called Boom Hall Partnership to begin with and now the land that Boom Hall is on the land most people refer to as Boom Hall which incorporates everything from foil hospice to the foil bridge. Uh-huh. But that land is owned by Derry City and Strabane District Council. And they have been appraising what could be done with it for years now. And it's important for them to make the right steps because to do anything in that... First of all, the site is beautiful as it is, Aye. but it could be improved. But the thing is... To do anything in that site and not get it right would be to destroy a local amenity. Yeah. So it's really important that whatever you do in that site really enhances it. Because whatever you do is going to have a legacy. Yeah, that's right. And then there was disputes. And there continued to be disputes about ownership, about ownership of the land, about ownership of of certain bits of property on the land and so on. And about there's people with squatters rights on the land and there's all, all, all sorts of headaches around it Aye. and there continue to be some of those Okay, but the city council were very much of the opinion that there are some things that they, they'd have to do is to make sure that foil hospice is looked after because if ever there's a successful project or a community, vital charity. community facility yeah. in this city it's that let's, let's not in any way have anything negative impinging upon foil hospice mm. so anyway we formed this Boom Hall partnership and we've been going for a number of years taking soundings if you like clearing away the undergrowth not not the physical undergrowth if you like the emotional baggage the emotional undergrowth and the, the legal stuff that, that's been troubling that site for so long yeah and I think eventually we got to a point where the way forward was not to call this Boom Hall Partnership anymore, but to have a very targeted small group of people to say, right, Foil River Gardens, we're working with Eden and we have very specific targets that we're going to meet together. Right. And we have a time scale 
with them was to meet them and we will have a budget and essential to all of this chair was that uh, Northside Development Trust were looking for a legacy project what clearer legacy could there be for Northside which is immediately contingent upon the site can you explain for people who might not okay. know who Northside are? Northside Development Trust are the people who owned and built and ran, I suppose, a shopping centre, a shopping mall in the Northside in Chantal. Yeah. In recent years, they have sold the shopping centre, they sold the whole site, and they had considerable legacy funds, and they wanted to invest the legacy funds in something which would have a further legacy for years to come. Yeah. So they invested in our project, the Foyle River Gardens project, and they said, Let, let's, okay, let's develop along with Eden. Now, okay. Crucial here is the partnership with the Eden project. For those of you who don't know, the Eden project exists in Cornwall. And like, Cornwall's quite similar in many ways to the northwest of Ireland in that it's in the southwest of England, but it is has been a very deprived area, you know, physically beautiful, mm-hmm. but uh, it's very far from the centres of power. And uh, it had been dependent for years on mining industries, particularly clay and coal, mm. and not coal, tin. Um, so tin mining and clay pits. So this guy, Tim Smith, I was telling you about earlier, he happened along and saw this disused clay pit and thought, what if we could do something wondrous with that, something really imaginative with that, what would you do? And how would it benefit the people of this area? Hmm. What he and his colleagues did was they developed this Eden Centre, which is the largest jungle, <laughs> for want of a better word, but the, there are better words for it, the, the rainfall forest in captivity as it were, mm. and a Mediterranean climate within these geodesic domes. The most astonishing piece of architecture, most astonishingly beautiful idea, and ways in which we might sustain and develop the planet sustainably. And pay attention to what we've been doing to the planet. And despite being the world being led by very silly people like Donald Trump or Theresa May, that it's possible to create a world which is sustainable. Okay. And, they're, and they're world leaders in this now. They're world leaders in this. And they have developed and are in the process of developing sites beyond Britain beyond Ireland, the only one in Ireland, the only other one in Britain and Ireland, apart from the Cornwall site, is going to be us. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a site in China, a site in Tasmania, a site in California, site, you know, they, so they're, they're very, they're very strategic in the sites that they choose. And they're also, they're also inspired by the sites that they choose and by the people they meet. Mm. So it's wonderful to be partnering with them. It is such a great thing for the, for the citizens of Derry, potentially, not just the foreseeable future, but way into what none of us can foresee. Right. Did the Eden Connection 
opened the door then to the universities, the Ulster University and Queen's University. Was that an ongoing conversation anyway? Because it's like the recent press release has talked about a new site for the university being based here or on the the, the Foyle River Garden site. Um, was that facilitated through Eden or was it supported because Eden were also involved? Well, things don't happen in a sort of very logical, strategic no. way. They happen much more because of personal friendships and, and because of discussions and suddenly you find, as it were, fellow travellers. No. So what, what happened with the site and with the involvement to begin with of Queen's was that the Queen's were interested in the archaeology of the site and they've been doing a, a dig on the site. So that, that was one level of development from the Queen's archaeological department. We're very interested in the idea of food sustainability and how you can change people's attitudes to food. And they wanted a research project in, in, in a city of a certain size, mm. in a city of a certain size where you can find how, how much you can influence um, changes. Uh, you monitor it easier. Right? You monitor it more easily. So anyway, Derry has 42 primary schools and they're, they've, they're developing a project with industry, with the food industry, they're, they're developing a project on changing attitudes or not changing attitudes, as it may turn out, to what we eat. Right. Uh, allowing people, young people, to learn more about where food comes from and what makes good food, what makes rubbish food, and so on. So, and using the wall gardens on the site to help to do that and having young people literally have hands-on experience of growing food and of um, cooking food and so on, and understanding food that's good and food that's not so good for you. Mm. So all of that, so that, there were two two things that things are already committed to doing on the site and have been doing at, at some level on the site. And the third thing then, they were very interested in, uh, obviously the site is beside a very fast-flowing and powerful river, the River Foyle, and so they said, well, how could we explore a, a way of empowering the site through tidal power? Right. So they were going to do and are about to do a research project on that. Put those three things together and Queen's began to say, well, you know, we could have loads of people down here every day of the week working at these various things. And maybe we should, could, should develop that and do a bit more of a continuing uh, and maybe a more formal relationship. This coincided with our thinking, which was that there has to be third third level education involvement on the site, not just for university students, but for technical college students and for postgraduates and for all sorts of people. Mm. And that this is a way of the site becoming a place of learning as well as a place of enjoyment. And, and a place of relaxation. In recent days, Queen's in the University of Ulster, or is it the Ulster University, as it's now called, uh, Ulster University and Queen's um, got together and have held some beginning discussions, but have agreed in principle to the, the concept of collaboration. And this is very interesting, I think. Jared, you you know this, that Hollywell has always been concerned about development partnerships yeah, and this building that we're sitting in is about that 
It's about how how people can share share the learning, share the resources, share whatever wealth, share mm. whatever information and ideas that we have. So if you take that not just within the community sector, if you begin to take that outside the community sector but alongside other sectors like the statutory with Derry City and District Council, mm-hmm. with the universities, with Queen's and the University of Ulster and with the Northwest College and whoever else wants to get involved. In fact, what we want is not a university so much on the side as a multiversity of all, all oh, sorts. Yeah. And um, and also with with people from commercial background, mm. um, with owners on the site, because they're, they're, they're owners all along. The, the site, as we imagine it, should stretch, could stretch, from the foil bridge right down to Colmore, Aye. to begin with. Aye, just the start, back. Yeah, that's just the start. I mean, I'm not seeing beyond that. Aye. But if I were to see developments that stretch that far, I'd be really, really pleased. Aye. I suppose one of the important partnerships on that you talk about ownership has been the Gilliland family. Absolutely. They've been central to the process and central to the conversations from the off, I think. They've been central to the conversations in lots of different ways. They've been central to the intellectual rigour that's applied to the conversations of what, what is good and sustainable mm. for the environment and for people in this city and beyond. Yeah. And this has the potential not just to be a city-wide project, but a regional project, and a national project, and an international project. Mm-hmm. And if you think of it, if we have students who are working on this site, who through Eden, through Queen's or the University of Ulster, whatever it is, or Ulster University, uh, and they have access to the Eden Project in China, and the Eden Project in San Francisco or California, and the Eden Project in Tasmania, I mean, it suddenly makes the world... The world is the place that our students will be studying and will be researching and be finding ways of creating sustainable living. In fact, it is it is a whole new development of what a university can be mm. and what a university campus might mean. Not a way of criticising what, what any of the universities are currently doing and planning to do. Mm. More power to them. And let, let's let's make sure is that those that things happen. Well? Yeah. yeah, this is complementary. Okay, gives a sense of what might happen on the site. Let me tell you about three or four things that I would like to see happen in the just in the foreseeable, the very short term foreseeable future. Uh, and I'm talking about in physical terms on the site what could begin to happen. I think one of the things we'd love to see is the development of a wildflower garden right up there beside Foyle Hospice. Now, that's, that's one of our targets for this year, and that's fairly easily and readily yeah. achievable. And obviously, it'll be done in partnership with Derry City and Strabane District Council, and with others, because there are wildflower growers, wildflower garden growers in this town and beyond. Yeah. In fact, there's a whole movement about what returning to wildflowers yeah I think with wildflowers on our roof garden and here in the bottom absolutely well. there you are um, another thing that I think is achievable in the, the next well, you can, we can certainly start it within the next 12 months is a continuation of the Bay Park walkway right the way onto the Boom, Boom Hall site for want of a better name 
and beyond the Boom Hall site, after negotiations with Brook Hall and with uh, the Thornhill Retirement Village and so on. So we can begin to stretch this and eventually all the way down to Kilmore. Yeah. Have a walkway. Not, not just a walkway, but a walkway to begin with. But imagine a walkway with sculptors and a walkway with all sorts of ideas on it, the, the, you know, with literary quotations along the way, with information about the site, with information about the river, and, so, and a whole learning experience mm. as you're walking that way, and a whole imaginative way forward. Those are two things that, that we could develop fairly readily in the near future. I know at this moment in time, Derry City Council have, have appointed consultants to undertake a survey of the condition of the old boom hall and of the stables and so on. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, as a result of that, we will be, when that is published sometime maybe about Easter next year, we'll be able to then say, but this is what we can do by, by way of uh, refurbishing the stables and and what would we How could best utilise the site yeah. just yet? The walled gardens will be, already be part of the, the, the scheme that Queen's University are, will be working out with the primary schools. There's a walled garden within the Gilliland complex, there's a walled garden within Boom Hall, there's a walled garden within Thornhill, there's a walled garden in St Collins Park, mm-hmm. in fact, and Brook Park could be regarded as a walled garden. Right. And so you, and you have a whole, if you like... Well, connection throughout connection, the city. Aye, a weave, a pattern throughout the city. And in, in those connections, you can do all sorts of things. But one of the things that, that really we want to do is develop a nursery for oak trees. Mm-hmm. And we plan to develop the, plant, the planting of one million oak trees throughout the island of Ireland... Every place in Ireland which has the name D- Derry, Dura, Dara within it, uh-huh. we we will approach them to see if they will take, if they will pay for some oak trees with the provenance of having been grown in in Derry, the city of oak, uh-huh. and plant them maybe a hundred trees here, a hundred there, ten there, twenty there. Yeah. So that eventually we will replant. One million oak trees on this city, on this island, yeah, right? Yeah. And also that we will have a, a connection to the diaspora, dairy people in all parts of the world who can find a way of connecting through the sponsoring of an oak tree to be planted wherever the places of their choosing and negotiation. Right. So those are some of the things. Yeah. Now, those, those are not the major, major world projects which we, will take us a bit longer to develop. Right. They're the first starts. They're wins that we can have in the near future. But there's talk of a visitor attraction, there's talk of universities, there's increased visitor numbers, jobs created. Say 10, 15 years' time, what's the site look like? The, this most astonishing centre for children, um, most astonishing play centre, if you like, outdoor play centre. There will be walkways through trees, there will be glamping, there will be zip lines, there will be all sorts of astonishing play and risk There will be a needle, there will be a part of the foil that will be 
heat it where it'll be outdoor swimming right. and uh, there'll be the re- generation of electricity for the site by ourselves there'll be a nice house restaurant there'll be all sorts of things right. now I think it's great we must have those ideas and we must develop them further and we must win win the support of statutory agencies and central government in funding all of this and we must, must win the support of all our funding agencies this is a project to transform this city, this region. Yeah. This is a project which the numbers that people talk about at the moment is maybe there'd be 400 people employed directly and indirectly on this site. There might be many more than that. And there might be other, and already there are other people who are involved in various projects throughout the River Foyle. Remember, the River Foyle is not just that relatively That's small right. site. Yeah. Is an astonishing. It's a it's a it's a basin, and there's all sorts of potentials that we've never realised. Yeah, it may not just be that site. It will not just be that site. This may be the trigger for other developments. It will be. I'm, I'm sure it will. Already, people have been getting in touch with me. People involved in other projects saying, "Great project. How can we become involved?" What about our project? Can we be associate members or can we collaborate? And of course, that is the central principle of Hollywell Trust and it's the central principle of Foyle River Gardens that this is about participation, partnership, collaboration and about respect for everybody that, that we're working with. This is about respect and negotiation. And there, and there might be, I mean, the, the, if, if we do not agree with people, hopefully we'll still treat them with absolute respect. This podcast is funded by the Central Good Relations Fund, the Reconciliation Fund of the Department of Foreign Affairs, and co-funded by the Derry City and Strabane District Council and the Community Relations Council. So, the network then? How yeah. settling on your, your, your role the last... The last podcast we had, you just started? I just started, yeah. So that is about seven months ago, believe it or not. Mm. Um, so I, well settled on now, I think. It's actually a good time, I think, at the moment, because we're the first couple of months was kind of just, I suppose, bedding and, and, and trying to do a bit of research and outreach just mm. to find out what groups felt and what our members felt um, the network can do to support them and just what are the issues that we need to be focusing on. So that was the first few months I've been in post. Now I've noticed in September just it's got busier. We've got a fair few events going on, which is great. Um, and a lot of people who, who sort of want to work with us, which is great as well. We had an event last week around making community connections and that was in partnership with Eden Communities and Amplify and uh, Grow Wild. And Grow Wild were talking about their funding, but just having the event in partnership with them was really good yeah. um, we had a lot of people attending and a lot of the focus I suppose for the event was around letting people have the opportunity to network and build up their contacts and you can see yeah, it, it really worked so right. yeah it's very good oh, it is. and you have a, a number of upcoming events starting and yeah, with the f- fire and young people one. yeah coming up so um, next Tuesday the big lottery fund uh, Judith McCann will be up I think they're quite keen to get more funding applications uh, around their empowerment young people funding and they've changed the application process a wee bit and I think maybe some groups aren't aware of that so uh-huh. Judith is going to be coming up and we're going to have an information session so we have a fair few people signed up to that already um, and that's on Tuesday the 23rd at 10.30 here in Hollywell um, and I think it'll be good because you have people the opportunity to ask her questions direct so yeah. it'll go back 
you know, they'll leave fully informed if they want to um, put an application on. The, the next, next day? Yeah. Then the next event looks like good crack. Yeah, it should be good crack. Um, this is in partnership with Towards Understanding and Healing, and we've had a few events with them. We had our Kaz Hawkins event as well, um, which was fantastic a few weeks ago. This one is around International Making Bread for Peace, and that's the actual International Making Bread for Peace Day on the 24th of October. So that's going to be in the evening, and I think that's really going to be a bit of crack and a bit of fun making scones, and, and there might be some singing involved as well. And uh, that's at 7.30 on Tuesday 24th. Wednesday so. 24th. Oh, it is Wednesday 24th, <laughs> that mistake right. there. there. Wednesday 24th around. of October um, at 7.30pm here in the Hollywell building. Great. And, and then you get under your, the then nuts and bolts into, of what you're doing then? Yeah, it's um, quite excited about this. We're, so we're launching our strategic plan. So having spent a few months just reviewing stuff, we then... Um, agreed obviously with the management committee um, and who are very supportive just what we want to be focusing on now over the next few years um, so we're launching that plan on Thursday the 8th of November and we'll also be sort of launching our membership as well um, so if people are interested in coming along to that you'll find out why you should be a member of Northwest Community Network and the benefits of it um, so yeah. that's going to be a good event hopefully we'll have the mayor um, and a, a speaker or two as well at that so I'm excited about that because that feels like we're really sort of getting on the ground now and um, just getting out there and, and doing the stuff we're supposed to be doing so it's aye, good aye. No, that's mm. great to see and then the next one is an event that the Hollywell's involved in as well and it's a timely conversation yeah um, do you want to tell us human, a wee bit about the yeah, Human Rights and Brexit Human Rights event? and Brexit and that's in partnership with as you said Hollywell Trust but also the Human Rights Commission and that's on Thursday the 15th of November at 10 o'clock and I think the Human Rights Commissioner are very keen to just come up to the North West and talk to people here local people just about how they feel this is Brexit's going to implicate their human rights they've also done a fair bit of research themselves so they're going to be sharing that as well yeah. so I think it should be an interesting conversation Aye. that's really timely mm. given everything that's been yeah. in the news recently about the, the rights and how they can be protected or otherwise mm. as we move on to Brexit land. Yeah, uh, in the evening we've got the Heritage Lottery Fund um, who are very keen again to hear from the North West and get applications, particularly from diversity groups. So this is targeted at black and minority ethnic groups, um, groups who would support LGBT and groups who would support um, mental health, um, who provide support around mental health. I think it should be good. Now, in my head, I was thinking Heritage Lottery Fund. That's a lot of physical sort of buildings and stuff. Aye. But it's not really. They've actually funded other projects. Um, like an example of one was um, the Indian community who had recorded um, intergenerational stories, you know, and all the stories of, of having come here and hmm. the younger people and the older people getting together. So there's there's an opportunity there, I think, for the diversity groups. So there's Aye. actually quite a lot of interest in that. So that's should be good as well. Brilliant. And then uh, you get on the, the nuts and bolts of yeah. the work with fundraising clinics and uh, data protection stuff then. Yes, fundraising clinics. That's in partnership with NICFA. Um, they're doing these throughout Northern Ireland, but it's um, obviously we want to have one up here. So it's Monday the 19th of November um, from 9.30 to 4.30 and the groups that are interested will book an hour slot. So that's just around looking at how you can raise your own funds and maybe some alternative sources of funding as well. Uh-huh. And then that was one of the things that came up. There's still a lot of groups that are not sure about data protection. So we want to do data protection training again. And that's on Friday the 23rd in the morning. The other thing that came out of um, all our conversations to sort of build up towards our strategic plan was the need to do media training and um, I think I would love and um, we've got the funding now so we're going to do it is to have a pool of media representatives who can go on represent the network but within their particular theme uh-huh. within the community sector so that will be an in-depth in-depth training probably two days maybe two and a half days and we'll be asking people to apply for that because they'll be we'll representing be the network and, well. uh, but we are also going to do half day training for anybody within the community sector who is interested just in learning how they can um 
maybe promote their projects better um, and just how to do public relations. So um, that's uh, the dates of that will be coming up soon. So I'll we can brilliant. let you know later about them. That's right, yeah, that's brilliant. Great to see the network so active. The Highwell Trust podcast presents Brexit Focus. As we draw near to the UK's exit from the European Union, Paul Goslin brings monthly updates on the negotiating processes, how Brexit is affecting us in the Northwest, whilst attempting to take away some of the fear and uncertainty from the issue on the local community. Highwell Trust Brexit Focus podcast, released on the 25th of every month. Catch up on past episodes for free on our SoundCloud page, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher.com. Search Hollywell Podcast. So we've got another set of activities or events that are coming up. Uh, Foil Women's Information Network uh, have a, a number of things coming up over the next few weeks and, and months. So on the 25th of October, they've got their AGM and website launch mm-hmm. here uh, at right. 11 o'clock. And that'll be a first chance they have a look at their, their new site. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Great. And then they've got a, a couple of trips coming, or they've a trip coming up to the Continental Market in Belfast, Belfast. City Hall uh-huh. on the 22nd of November, and that leaves at 10 a.m. And for all of these, I think it's get in touch directly with one if you want to book a place. Mm-hmm. So it's 71266 291. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final thing that they have out at the minute is their, their Christmas craft. Uh, event which will take place here on the 19th of December so we'll all be singing carols that day yeah and wearing a, our Christmas jumpers yeah, yeah you have to have <laughs> it on and that's half 10 day half 12 and again just get in touch to let them know you're coming great and then Sounds I suppose we've a, a few things coming up as a partnership or within the building I suppose at the minute there's uh, an exhibition on here the 200 words and one picture exhibition that's been curated by Towards Understanding Healing mm-hmm. and it's a really impactful exhibition and it's worth seeing if anybody gets a chance yeah it it's is definitely about uh, how people have been impacted by the conflict and 200 words and one picture so that's going to be a touring exhibition so it's going to be here until about Halloween and then it's going to I think go to the Central Library but if you could catch it here that'd be great yeah it's great we're going to have a uh, an exhibition on Halloween in partnership with Gardner Reflection and our City Trust coming up as well that'll follow immediately on after the TUH exhibition so that'll be for Halloween as you might expect (laughs) and is that here in the building? yeah Yeah. here as well and then the final one that we have coming up that we've planned on at the minute is the Everyday Objects uh, exhibition of Healing Through Remembering that'll come just after Halloween and be here until the new year so it'll be worth coming and seeing how uh, the stories behind all the everyday objects from from the conflict and that's very good very good sounds great and then I suppose the last thing about the, the partnership is that we've done a wee bit of internal reorganisation yeah. and we've freed up a bit of space and freed up some desks and we'd love some charities to come mm-hmm. and be based with us we've got loads of space available mm-hmm. um, and if anybody's interested come and see our grade A offices and have yeah. a conversation no, it's a lovely space and there's always an opportunity to, you know, exchange information with people and share resources and mm. share skills. So, you know, it's, it's an ideal place if you're um, a community or social enterprise organisation to um, get us get a, a desk here. Yeah. And groups can do a hot desk, can they as well? Aye, we still have hot desk, mm. hot desk space as well for those that are just getting up and running or based mm. elsewhere or just need a bit of time and space to come in and focus on a piece of work. Yeah, we welcome that as well. It, but just... Let us know. Yeah. 7126191, as always. 
So that's us for this episode of the podcast. Thank yeah. you, Roisin. No problem. And thank you. Thanks to D. Kern for production support as well. And as always, thanks to our funder, our core and program funders, Community Relations Council for Northern Ireland, Derry City and Straban District Council, uh, Good Relations Fund and Peace Forward Funding, the Ireland Funds, Department for Foreign Affairs and Trade, CFNA and SUPB. And hopefully Good. we'll not take about six or no, seven months to get the next podcast <laughs> out. All right, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You can stay up to date with us on our social media pages on Facebook, look for the Hollywell Trust, and on Twitter it's at Hollywell T.